Hello, America. If you're looking for a roadmap to financial health and smart investing, remember, money meets at the intersection of Mulholland and Cooperstock. After your family and your health, your money, your investments should be number three on your life top 10 list. I am Mark Cooperstock, and along with my partner, Stephen Mulholland, a CFA charter holder and CFP, are the principals of Mulholland and Cooperstock Asset Management. Our firm is a registered investment advisor with offices in San Diego and Summerlin, Nevada, with only one goal in mind, to provide meaningful, thoughtful, and tax-efficient advice. We provide investment and generational wealth management while keeping a sharp eye on the economy and the markets. So come along, join us on this journey as we look to help you navigate the superhighway of financial news and global markets amidst the daily traffic of forecasters, speculators, and prognostications. You have arrived. Remember, money meets at the intersection of Mulholland and Cooperstock. Today, Engineer Griff is not with us. He's in school taking a, a calculus test. I'd like to welcome my partner, Stephen Mulholland. Stephen, where will we go today? Thanks, Mark. I got to say your intro and the audio only podcast is wonderful, but with video, it's a whole nother level. It, have you been to a movie and seen it in 4D? Probably. <laughs> No, no, 4D is when you get sprayed with water and the seats move. No, I haven't. Yeah, I feel like TVs just went on in color or we, we got 3D glasses. That was a great intro. So thanks, Mark. Um, what we're going to cover today uh, is something called cash balance plans. And uh, I believe you have our guest, Jeff Zobel. Hi, Jeff. Hi, how are you doing today? And uh, Jeff, where are you zooming in from? I'm zooming in from Denver, Colorado today. Denver, Colorado. I'm not the official room reader, but I think with your background art, uh, you definitely have the coolest background today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Michael Jordan, thanks you. He's the guy that sold me that. Thanks you. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Who, who's he about to uh, about to score on there? Uh, Kobe Bryant. Oh, ah, okay. So about the, the one-year Kobe versus Michael. Um, lucky enough to uh, have a little piece of history there. That, that's fantastic. Um, Mark, we got to up our game on a, a future uh, podcast, but well done, Jeff. Welcome to the podcast. You are our first video guest. And Mark, I believe uh, you have Jeff's uh, bio with you. Could you give him a proper introduction? Oh, sure. I'd be happy to. Um, Jeff's a graduate of the University of Utah. Uh, he started working in the ERISA retirement plan field in 1990. Well, that was a long time ago. He served as a principal at ADG Rocky Mountain, uh, which record keeps and administers company-sponsored retirement plans. Uh, he served uh, previously as a CEO from 2013 to 2019, and he's also served on the ABG National Board of Directors from 2012 to 2016. Uh, currently, uh, Jeff oversees the defined benefit and cash balance lines of business at ABG. How's that? Per per perfect intro. Um Jeff, to build off of that, this is going to be the first time a lot of our listeners and viewers have heard the term cash balance plan. Please, you're an expert, define at a high level what a cash balance plan is and why they're awesome. Sure, sure. A cash balance plan is a type of defined benefit plan that allows you the maximum deductible contribution for a business or self-employed individual and that leads to a great tax savings. Okay, so that, that's a good intro. And to go to the next level, uh, two follow-on questions. Sure, sure. Is the contribution tax deductible for the employer 
And for a doctor 45 years old um, with a 401k plan, their max is 19,500. If they have a cash balance plan, how much can they put away a year? Well, and that's a, that's a good point. You know, I think that most cash balance plans are paired with a 401k plan. And so, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about this, but really these plans are designed to accumulate about $3 million in the cash balance side. And that can be spread out over, you know, say 10 years to accumulate that. So the closer you are to, to retirement, the more money you're able to put away. The earlier to start, you know, there's, there's, you know, a reduction in the amount that you can put in. But at the end of the rainbow, a cash balance plan is designed to, to accumulate about $3 million at retirement age compared to a, a 401k plan that might be putting in fifty dollars or $60,000 per year. It allows you to much more rapidly fund your retirement account. Perfect. And do, do you mind if I pull up the slide from your presentation that shows the contribution sure. by age? Sure. Sure. So I'm going to do that right here. Okay. So if you want to just go ahead and, um, so again, if I'm looking at the chart and tell me if I have it right, Jeff, um, a doctor or any uh, participant in a cash balance plan, if they're 45, what I see from this table is the maximum they, they can contribute per year for a cash balance plan is 126,492. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think from that table, you know, just for those of you guys that are listening, you know, I think the important thing is to say that once you start getting into your late 30s, you're able to do more contributions than you would just in a 401k profit sharing. And so by adding that second plan to something that you're already doing, you know, you can get somewhere between, you know, just looking at that, you know, 60,000 to 290,000, you know, or more, depending upon your specific situation. But that's a much bigger contribution than you might be able to be doing in a, you know, $60,000 401k plan. And so, and hold on, we, so you have, the, you have this contribution, but let's not forget about the fact that you're not then paying taxes on it. Right? Yeah, no, the, the whole point, you know, and I think it's, it's good to level set. A cash balance plan is truly about tax management. It, it is taxes, taxes, taxes. So, so one reason I'm really happy that we're recording this on October 15th is this is tax day. And there's an especial, a special kind of pain that comes with paying the government your hard-earned money. And so at its core, a cash balance plan allows you to take current year income, you know, which, you know, taxes are coming up, you know, or rising. You want to be able to defer the taxes now, get a deduction for that on the business level, and then when that money's paid to you in retirement, hopefully you're working at a much lower tax bracket and you're pulling the money out at the tax bracket you are in retirement. So it's a tax savings immediately, say of 35 to 42% of income. So when you start looking at say a $300,000 or $200,000 contribution, that could be 60, 70, $80,000 a year in tax savings. And those get to be meaningful numbers. Have either of you ever met a high earner who said, you know what, I'm thrilled with the amount of taxes I'm paying? I, yeah, I, I haven't. And this table, this table, Jeff, is great. So you're, let's say you're a 45-year-old working at Google, right? Uh -huh. 
the most you can save in your 401k plan is 19,500. Let's say you're a doctor at a, uh, that has a 401k plan only, your same maximum could be the 19,500. If you have a good plan with 401k with profit sharing, that can get up to the 50,000 number you mentioned. But the doctor's practice that has a cash balance plan that lets you put the 50,000 and the 127,000 uh, really stands out compared to the other two previous examples. So this starts to become a really powerful recruitment tool, right? Oh, sure, sure. I mean, the, the ideal candidates for these type of plans are high wage earners, um, prof medical professionals, you know, smaller entities that have good cash flow. I mean, you, your principal, you see this a lot of, you know, doctors, uh, dentists, lawyers, uh, independent, uh, you know, people that do real estate. You know, I mean, there's a lot of different niche industries that have high wages. And these people are looking at ways to save any way they can. And so if, if, if income is stable, then the employer is able to define your benefit. And so one point I want to kind of you know, highlight is a defined benefit plan and a cash balance plan are just two different flavors of the same thing. They're mm. one thing. So a lot of people hear cash balance, they hear defined benefit, and they think of those as two radically different systems. At the end of the rainbow, they're all designed to accumulate about $3 million if you're making maximum wages at retirement. It's, it's, a wonderful, it's a wonderful point, Jeff. And yeah, the cash balance plan is really leveraging the maximums and contribution maximums from defined benefit plans, which as you pointed out, are uh, ha have been around for quite a long time. And isn't it striking that, so um, you hear things when you talk about cash balance plans from, from folks, like they sound almost too good to be true. Isn't that kind of a sad commentary on how far pension plans have fallen, right? My my yeah. wife's job was at Macy's. She had a pension plan. My mom just retired as a teacher. Her pen, her pension plan's worth uh, $3 million, right? Um, hi, mom, by the way. And it used to be, you know, now you have to be a teacher, a firefighter, a police officer to get a great pension. The cash balance plan is really making pension plans great again, Right. It is. I mean, you're having a renaissance. Now, you mentioned defined benefit plans have been around since the 40s. Um, they're the original retirement plan. But they fell out of favor to you know, kind of put the burden back on employees with the 401k. And so cash balance ha has been reintroduced to allow people to kind of get their arms wrapped around the benefit that they want to define for themselves. So if you're a doctor, you might say, I want to fund $100,000. And that's what you can put in. You don't have to put in these big numbers if you don't want to. There's a lot of room to set a comfortable, manageable tax deduction for yourself each year. And I think a lot of misconceptions are around that these plans are so rigid. I think it's worth having a conversation. If you have steady income and you feel like you're getting hammered on taxes, this may be an excellent vehicle uh, for you to look at. That's excellent. Um... That that's excellent, Mark. You look like you have a follow up question. No, I just well, yeah, comment on the question. So I, I want to make sure we 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 highlight this. So we keep referring to doctors, you know, forty five year old doctor, doctor, doctors. So but so you mentioned quickly, this is great for doctors, dentists, 
lawyers, maybe independent real estate professionals, who well, else might this be or what, you know, what might benefit from something and who would qualify uh, to, to participate in something like this? Yeah, I mean, you, you, you certainly have the medical and dental professions, but like entertainers, um, any company that might have under 50 lives that, and the reason I use that as kind of a yardstick is these plans are a win-win-win. Um, there's a lot of money that you can be put in for the owners, but the IRS also a lot, you know, makes you give a little bit more contributions to your staff. So that's why you don't see these plans rampantly in, in giant companies. It's more of the high wage. Um, you know, we have some people that, that do interior design, you know, some entertainers, um, some people that you just wouldn't necessarily think of as being the ideal candidates, but they have a high income and work in the independent contractor space. Family-owned family businesses, something of that nature that closely held, co closely operated. Yeah. No, this is, this is a great tool. And, and the other question is, I mean, this isn't something that's brand new, right? I mean, this is something that's been around for a while. They're definitely well-seasoned. Um, they've been around. If anything, they are becoming, like I said, a renaissance of, of these plans coming back where people have had good income. You know, if you've survived some of the last two years, your company may be doing very well and looking for deductions and ways to reward long-term employees that have stuck with you. And these type of plans allow you to, again, to define the benefit for certain groups of employees. You may wanna give one group X amount, another group, another amount, and then maximize yourself. You know, spouses are very good to involve. Yeah, that, no, and that's a great point just to, to bold and underline it, uh, we're all hearing stories uh, about how different, well, not even stories. If you go to a restaurant, if you go to a store, you see a help wanted sign and it, it you know, from, from McDonald's and Costco up to the tech, uh, tech companies, it's becoming really difficult to attract great talent. And like you said, this is a mechanism where you, you can, um, you can contribute on behalf of your employees. You can create this really nice benefit. So whether it's a recruitment tool to bring an owner on board or a recruitment tool to give employees uh, uh, benefits on their behalf. Um, it, it, it sounds like a really, you mentioned companies that have gone through COVID. It's actually, it's a wonderful time to really emphasize that benefit for your staff as well. And the employees get it guaranteed. You know, in, in the fine print of, of cash balance and defined benefit plans, it's a promise by the employer to make these contributions. Right. So it's not something where the employee even has to put their money in. So it's a better in a 401k and, right. and usually is is a an additional you know where the 401k may be available as well you know so it, it's both you get the ability to save on the personal level and the company's able to contribute on your behalf be successful is a lot of companies say hey i'm willing to spend five or seven percent of my employees wage if i build it in from the date of hire and if you approach it that way where you're paying them in benefits and wages it opens a door for the owners to really take these significant, often six-figure tax-deductible contributions. So the staff's getting taken care of, the owners get a benefit. It's that win-win scenario that's that's pretty rare these days. Can somebody have more than one cash balance plan? Usually you only see that, I mean, the, the quick answer would be no, but in the medical field at the hospital that you work in has a cash balance plan, and you work for yourself separately, you know, not necessarily in conjunction with the hospital, but you may have a separate practice. 
that separate practice could potentially sponsor another plan. You know, there's some more detailed rules, but you know, generally speaking, you have one lifetime $3 million benefit. If you were to work for two separate companies that were unrelated, you could have two $3 million benefits. And we don't want to get too far into the weeds on, in terms of, you know, the, the administration of it, but how easy are they to set up and to have the, the assets, the money, the money that's, that's put into the plans, you know, invested? Uh, maybe talk about that for a second. Sure. I, I mean, the, like any retirement plan, you've got a plan document that defines the benefits your employees are entitled to when they come in. You know, if you've got a 401k or a similar type plan, you might be familiar with that. But let's say we do a design and you want to give 5% to one group and, and 10% to another group. That goes into the plan document. The nice thing about cash balance plans is all the money is invested together. It's n- good or bad. It's not in the participant's control. You know, it's in the hands of the employer and the trustees of the plan. These plans are conservative in nature in the sense that there's an assumption about a 5% interest rate. And so your investment professional, such as you guys are shooting for that 5% on average return. It keeps it nice and stable, predictable for the employer, and really is much easier to implement than say a 401k, where you've got all the working parts of participant involvement. Right, and and that 5% number shouldn't be lost on on our listeners and our clients uh, because really, the big, big savings here is the tax savings when you're making these contributions, right? Uh, we had a client recently at a meeting and he said, I'll be polite here, but you know, basically who cares about the 5%, you know, I'm going to say 40%, but I don't have to pay taxes or 45%, but I don't have to pay taxes on this money. And I'll worry about the tax rate when I retire in 17 years. So the, the, the you know, what your, it's not about necessarily what you make. It's, it's what you keep, right? At the end yeah. of the day. And you're you're much further down the road already by not having to pay your, wherever you live, your 35, 40, 45, close to 50% rate on contributions that could be as high as almost $300,000. That's really meaningful. And that's money that that continues to work for you, work for our clients. So uh, that's that's a good point. It is, it's a strong point, you know, because you look at the market, you'd be happy with a 35% return every single time. And that's what you're basically setting yourself up to do is save that. And that money is actually real money, goes into the market, is able to earn that estimated 5% and compound until you reach retirement age. And that money's still real money. And then when it, and then the life cycle of these plans is that money will eventually roll into your IRA. And then you and take. How long does, when does that usually happen, Jeff? Really, when you want to stop working, you know, there's not any sort of right or wrong answer there. You know, I've seen people run a plan for several years and then decide they're just done with that employer or done with that. They sell it to somebody. Um, a lot of things happen in life, but most people are retiring in the, you know in their 60s or or even older. I mean, you see the trend where people are retiring later in life. And there's no restriction. You, know, you can work indefinitely and contribute money to these plans, but there's a window where you can pull out the most money, and that's around between 62 and 67. And so most plans basically distribute the money to the 401k plan or to their IRA, which keeps it tax exempt during that window sometime. 
If you think about it, if, if, if you start, if you, if you, if you start to participate in a plan like this in your forties, say early to mid forties, even, even as you approach 50, the fact that the dollars are so large and you can accumulate so much in a relatively short period of time, a decade or so. So if you're a 62, 64, 66 year old professional, part of the decision-making, whether or not you want to continue to work, um, it should be geared more to if you enjoy it, if you want to do it, not because you have to do it or forced to do it financially. By, by with a little bit of planning, um, you know, 15 years earlier, the, the money aspect, can I afford to retire, is always a question that gets asked uh, of us. Uh, that's pretty much taken off the table. Uh, so that can really change lives. And what I think a lot of people miss, you know, when they're having these discussions is, is how do I get to that 3 million? Well, if you start in your thirties and forties, you don't put away 3 million, you put away, you know, 1.4, 1.5, and then it goes to your IRA. And the IRS is saying that money will appreciate to 3 million by the time you're at retirement age. So there's no reason not to start early, but it's designed to help people who are in their forties and fifties, sixties who have never saved or undersaved for their retirement. And some of these contributions can be much larger than even what we saw on the table. It's all situational, but I think it's worth a conversation when you're talking about saving, like you said, 35, 45% on six figures and up. I mean, your, your tax savings could be in the hundreds of thousands of dollars in some cases. Coming back quickly to how easy they are to, to, to set up and operate. Obviously, there are, there are rules and regulations and guidelines that have to be met, but that's what you do, right? That's your business. That's what you're an expert in the last 30 years. Uh, and, and we obviously handle the management part of those assets. Together, uh, it's really, a, especially no pun intended for a doctor group, it's a, it's a pretty painless operation um, to implement it for them. We need some statistics. You need, you need to provide us and you, Jeff, with some statistics, a census, some earning numbers. Um, but we pretty much do the work for them, uh, uh, you know, year in and year out. And, and a couple of things I would highlight there that you mentioned. It's easy. The IRS has made it even easier to adopt these plans. So you can adopt the plan during the year, you know, say for 2021 or 22, or they'll even allow you to do it retroactively. So when you have, you know, if you're listening to this podcast next year, know that you can still do a plan for 2021. That's a recent change. So if you've had a great year, this is the time to get engaged and, and start looking at what these numbers are. Um, what's different about these type of plans is you always kind of know what you're going into at the time you sign up. You know, it's not a black box. You would know and be able to, to look at the numbers and say, hey, I like that and I like what it's doing to my tax situation. You would know, bring in your CPA, we look at the year funding for 21 or 22, and, and then kind of, you know, if you're comfortable with that, then, then we can implement the plan very quickly, you know, over say, you know, just a few weeks. Fascinating conversation. I, I, I think Jeff's made great points. I thought those were great questions. Um, Jeff, we want to keep it high level informational. Um, is there anything else you want uh, that we didn't touch on? So if the goal is to get people's interest peaked in cash balance plans and to follow up and ask us to set up a call with, with, uh, with us as a group, is there anything we didn't cover that we should mention? 
No, I, I think you've covered, you know, the high level stuff. You know, I mean, to me, it's looking at people who have stable income at the business level that have feeling like they're paying a lot of tax, you know, and if, and if you feel like you're overpaying the tax and you're willing to contribute something for yourself and your employees on a regular and routine basis, it's definitely worth the conversation. There's no harm in looking at a, a plan and seeing what's out there. You know, if you don't look at it, you know, there's something that you just miss on the tax side, you know, that you could probably make a good point in saving on. But no, I think you guys have done a great job and, and you're doing your clients a service uh, by highlighting this. Because I think a lot of people that's just not as familiar as a 401k, you know, a lot of people that are running businesses now grew up in the 401k era. And I think it's time to make sure people are aware that this tool is out there and it complements your 401k. It doesn't conflict with it. And I think it's the gateway to people being able to save the kind of money they're used to spending now. It's the only plan that can get some of these people to those types of what they call a replacement ratio. You know, if you're making $150,000 now, there's not enough earnings in the world that can get you that when you're putting in 50,000 a year or less. So you need a cash balance plan. If you're a high wage earner now, you're not going to change your habits in retirement. If anything, you might you know, spend some more of the money. And it's the only way to really accumulate that kind of money. And it's the best and biggest tax deductible type retirement plan that's out there. So to summarize, if you have a small business with a small group of owners and you're, you have high stable cash flows and you feel like you're paying too high a tax, you should look at a cash balance plan. Absolutely. And then one, one last question for Jeff. Have you ever got a hug from someone, you know, a doctor that looked at their two, two and a half, three million dollar statement and just gave you a hug? Virtually, yes. I mean, and, and to be <laughs> honest, two clients just wrapped up their plans and paid out their three, you know, two and three million dollar account balances and just said, thanks. That's, that's really transformative for my family. It's nice to have that in the bank. Now I don't necessarily have to work as hard. I can retire when I want. Because I know that money's not in play. It's already, you know, in the bank, so to speak. So, yes, I've had a couple really good conversations even in the last couple hours or two days, I should say. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Great. Steve, anything else? No, Mark, you want to take us home? Got it. Got it. Um, the opinions expressed on this podcast are those of their hosts and their guests. Nothing discussed today should be considered as investment advice, and please consult with your own financial advisor whenever considering any investment. If you have questions and you're one of our clients, please email us with the term podcast in the subject line. For more information about the podcast, the hosts, and our guest, Jeff Zobel, uh, please visit us at www.mk-am.com or email us at info at mk-am.com. Our podcast library and blog, which are updated regularly, can be viewed on our website. Again, thank you for joining us, and we look forward for our next podcast release in the very near future. Okay.